Hey everyone, welcome back to the Japan Archives episode something. 72. Episode 72, thank you. Our second episode in Women's History Month. And this time, Heather did the research for this one. So, wow, I'm going to hand over the reins over to you, Heather. But first, of course, how are you doing? A wee bit nervous to be uh, presenting for the first time in, oh my god. Gosh, when's the last time I presented something? I don't even recall, but it's been a few episodes back. Turtle Folklore. Oh my gosh, that was... Episode 63. I think that was... Was it around the same time? Like, was it, was it April or... Around April, wasn't it? The 30th of May, that episode went up last year. Oh, wow. So it's been about, <laughs> been, about, been about 10 months since you have took the reins. It, it has indeed, and there was a lot of stuff going on at that time, as there I recall. There sure was. So, um, um, otherwise, I'm doing fine. Uh, it's been a long week, but this weekend has been super nice, so I'm, I'm so glad for that. And saw some early cherries blooming. The plums are starting to bloom really nicely, so it's getting really just lovely outside. How about yourself? It's been a nice Sunday, just relaxing and... Played a lot of Minecraft yesterday with my with a friend of mine from my old job, so yeah, can't complain too much. But I'm actually very excited for this episode because I know nothing apart from the poem we did for her in episode 50... 54B? 55B? 54B, The Divine Crow. Yes, well remembered. So yeah, that is literally all I know about her. The little bit you gave us for that episode. So I'm just going to sit back and relax and enjoy this episode. So no no small challenge on my part. Okay, excellent. I've got this. <laughs> well, yes, you are right. She is on the five. Wait, did you just say that? About the five years in Yun I haven't said, actually, <laughs> we've said that we're, I'm excited for this episode, but we haven't said what we're doing. <laughs> so Heather, what is today? What is today? Today we are going to talk about Higuchi Ichio. And do you know who Higuchi Ichio is? The woman on the 5,000 yen note. Fun trivia fact, do you know she is the second woman to be, have been featured on Japanese currency? The first woman was an empress. Yes, yes. and Empress Jingu, who was technically not an empress, which I'm still confused about to this day. But we will deal with that when we get to her going through our reigning monarchs of Japan. So yeah, oh, the second woman, that's cool. And there, oh, and also there will be, I think it's 2024, I want to say they are replacing people on the currency and there will be a new woman on the 5,000 yen bill. Ah, do you know who it's going to be? Oh, I did when I was doing research like last week, and but now I've forgotten, but... <laughs> oh, no worries, okay. We'll, we'll have to maybe do a bonus on her, perhaps. But I do know she was heavily involved in education and was, in fact, educated in America. Oh, cool. Very nice. Let's, let's, I'm going to switch from currency to talk about the person on the currency. <laughs> and I am going to be reading... So in Japan, family names are listed first then first names are listed and it used to be i forget was it like two or three years ago so before if you saw a japanese name written in english most of the time it would have the first name first and the family name second however oh gosh when was it i don't recall 
two, maybe two or three years ago in Japan, perhaps, that they said officially that you should still keep your, the Japanese naming convention. So family name first, then first name last. So I'm going to be doing the standard Japanese convention for putting her last name first and her first name last. Anyway, she was born May 2nd, 1872, and her name at birth was Natsu, although she also called herself Natsuko. So for the time being, I'm not going to call her Ichio, I'm going to call her Natsuko, and then we will, I'll show you what, what, what point we change. But she was from a poor family, and her father was a low-ranking samurai. Now, during this time period, women did not have the requirement to have a higher education. They were required to be educated for about six years. So essentially kind of elementary school, that was the compulsory education. Women were only required to get that education because they really only needed it to get enough information to become good wives and mothers. Is that a quote you found? It's a paraphrase and I wanted to put it in quotes because I have strong feelings and opinions about that, but we're going to keep going on because this is the Meiji period when she was born. So we have to just talk about what was happening during that time period. Yeah, I have strong opinions. <clears throat> it was said that Natsuko was highly intelligent and her father wanted her to continue her education as well as Natsuko. So he enrolled her in a Waka poetry school for girls. It's also like a literature school. I have seen, I'm using a lot of references and I've seen both listed. But this was unusual at the time period because, again, what was the point of educating women? However, Natsuko's father was very proud of her, his daughter's intelligence. And I, I read that, in fact, he even named many business ventures after her. Yeah, she was much beloved and much cherished. She was very bright and clever from what I read, that she was quick to think and very good student. However, this time would not last. Natsuko's father died from tuberculosis when she was around 16, 17 years old. The family was put into poverty as many of the business ventures that he had had failed. Natsuko was also engaged, but the fiancé broke their engagement. Now, I don't know if he broke it off or he was pressured by his family to break it off. I saw some conflicting information in different sources I had, but at the end of the day, the engagement was broken. So if he called it off kind of along the lines of going, because we're still in the Meiji period, that you were going to marry a family who was quite wealthy, but now they have lost their money, they're not worthy of being married kind of thing? Possibly, but more than likely, they might have had to take care of the family because left behind was the mother and Natsuko's sister. So right. Possibly, you know, social position, social status was diminished. Financial status was basically none. It wouldn't have been a great alliance, which was more important at the time than any affection that, you know, the two young people would have had. It wasn't a good addition to the family. Natsuko was placed in the position of being the head of the family. There had been a brother, but the brother also died from tuberculosis too. And I think there was another brother, but there was some conflict there. But again, Natsuko was placed as the position for the head. Now, this was kind of unusual at this time period because, you know, women were not seen to be the equal of men. Also, women, I read somewhere, could be considered property. But there was no male family members who could do this, so there was no choice. 
Now, why the mother wasn't the head, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I was thinking that perhaps due to Natsuko's intelligence and her education level was probably much higher than her mother's, she would have been the better choice to be in charge of her mother and sister. That's what I was thinking. Now, to bring in some money, the family brought in some sewing and mending and washing. Now, during this time period, jobs were extremely limited for women. You had the option of becoming a prostitute or a mistress. If your education level was high enough, you might become a teacher. But unfortunately for Natsuko, she hadn't been educated in the school long enough to become a full teacher there. She did get some assistant teaching work from there, but that wasn't quite enough to pay for the bills. So washing and sewing it was. And this didn't bring up, again, in nearly enough money. So the family had to often move and sell a lot of their possessions. And it was a very difficult time. The mother was too, the, her mother and her sister, they were too old or and the sister was too young to work at this time. It seems like she was the only one bringing in the money. They all worked together. So they brought in the sewing and mending and washing. So she was okay. in charge of coordinating everyone. But... They, the three of them worked together. Now, it's funny you mentioned that bringing in the money that was Natsuko. Well, it was during this time Natsuko happened to meet with a friend. And this friend was making a living from her novels. So Natsuko decided, you know what? I'm going to try that too. I think I can do that. I'm going to become a writer. So she started writing and writing and writing and writing, but nothing was good enough. Nothing she wrote was good enough to publish. And I think it, I read that it took over a year for something that she would even want to have published to be written. Like she just kept writing, but it wasn't good enough for her. She didn't want to put out anything out there that wasn't good enough for her name. And it's around this time that she sought out the help of Nakurai Tosu. And he was a writer at the time. He was, I think he wrote, what was it? A specific kind of writing which was uh, sort of on its way out as more like, interesting European styles were kind of coming in to this time period but nevertheless he she worked with him and she was hoping he would be able to assist her with her writing and I think it was around this time that she chose the pen name of Ichio and at this point we're going to switch from Natsuko and we're also going to call her Ichio now, her writings were based on what she was most familiar with, the lives of women. She observed women of the district she was in because they were, the family was poor, they would move to the poorer districts that was more close to like the red light district, for example, where women prostitutes and the orphans and children of prostitutes would, would live. So the people she chose were closer to poverty more often than the well-to-do at the time. And I also, um, let me just, uh, I'm going to interrupt myself before you ask a question because I'm looking at a few different sources for my research and something interesting I found, I kind of ran into a few different slight conflicts. And this is one of the ones I want to highlight. Now, Wikipedia is one of the one I'm, one of the, of course, one of the sites I'm using, but I was using both the English and Japanese ones. I was getting information. The professor was helping me translate, but also relying on Google Translate because it's a, a much longer article on the Japanese Wikipedia versus the American Wikipedia. I'm referencing a journal article from around 1950. And then a, another amazing article that 
I basically wish I had written this one myself and I think it's amazing and I totally recommend if you're listening to me after this is over, go and read that article. I think it's really well done. <laughs> I wish I had written it. So all the notes, all the references will be in the show notes so you can go and, and take a look at those. Yes, this is, and this is where I've, I, when I was reading this, I'm like, my research isn't good enough. My research isn't good enough. I'm sorry, Ichio. I'm so sorry. I don't think I want to say here, and I'm sure people who are listening agree that you don't have to apologize because, I mean, I've said it before we even started recording that we can treat this as an introduction to her life. Like a lot of our topics have been introductions and we've said we will go back later once we know more. I mean, some things we've covered and finished and won't return to, but for someone like this where we know so much, there's you couldn't put everything in one episode. And I don't think people would want to sit here and listen for three hours straight. And whereas we could do like an ABC type episode thing, I feel that that's easier for me to do than you right now with the baby. So I think it's fine. We're having an introduction to her and we will come back to her another day. So don't no need to apologize. Okay, that was really sweet. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> so the relationship between Ichio and Tosu, one source said that she fell in love with him. Of course, at this time, she was around mm, close to around 20, I believe it was. And he was older. He was in his 30s. You know, very fat, very fashionable man. I'm not sure if he was fashionable, but definitely very popular in literary circles and very much sought after. She fell in love with him, but he did not return her affection and instead tried to treat her as a sister. And that the rumors of the relationship, because of course this is Meiji era and around 1890 or so, that a man and woman together working together, of course, were up to no good. So rumors were circulating across friend groups and were also reaching the teacher of the literature school where, you know, she was assisting in receiving salary. So rather than cause miscommunication and, you know, bad mark upon her family name, Ichio broke off the relationship and that her subsequent works were heavily influenced by her one-sided unreturned affections. Now, another source said that he was the one circulating those rumors and that she broke off the relationship because of that. So a little different for those two. One of them was that, you know, he was trying to push her away and say, oh, no, no, I'm very high-minded. And the second one is he was trying to push forward. So it possibly could have been a bit of both or it could have been both influenced. But again, I want to get a hold of her diary to see possibly if there's more information there. However, when it comes to diaries, there's always the potential that it's so one-sided. She you can create your own narrative. So oh. maybe he did do it, but mm -hmm. she wasn't happy about it. So in her diary, she writes the opposite. I'm not mm. saying that's for, for sure. I'm not saying that that is true. I'm not saying she lied in her diary, but it's one of those things you we have to consider perhaps. That's a really good point because she did have a high level of respect for him and she was you know, quite young. So around 20, you know, you might idealize idealize people well i mean it happens when you're older too but when you're especially when you're young and not having been out in the world very much and possibly only around mostly women to be working with you know someone so handsome probably and distinguished and knowledgeable but i did read that he was a bit of a cad 
and he did get around a little bit. So he was, even if he hadn't started those rumors, probably based on his personality and what he was up to, it would is it would have been getting around, especially again, men and women, you know, working together. Of course, it's it's not good. I have a random question. Mm. During this time when she's writing, was she living in Edo or Kyoto or where did she grow up? This time, had she moved to the Yoshikawa district? Yoshiwaka? Hang on. Yoshiwara. Thank you. I've got so many different names. Yoshiwara. But that's the thing. The Yoshiwara district, they had one in Kyoto and Tokyo. Because that was like the overall name for the red light district, no? Oh, that's a good one. You know what? I I can't say that I'm very knowledgeable about red light districts to be able to answer that well, question. <laughs> well, now you're trying to embarrass me by implying that I'm knowledgeable of the red light district. <laughs> I am saying you're more knowledgeable about, about, than me about Japanese history, so that would probably would you would be more knowledgeable by default, not that you were knowledge. That was not my intention, but that's honestly hilarious. She was based in Edo. Ah, sorry, this, sorry. Just to clarify my Yoshiwara comment here. Kyoto did have one, but for my, for some reason, I thought they were all the same. There was three different red light districts, Osaka, Kyoto, Tokyo. It was, the names were different though. So Tokyo was Yoshiwara, Kyoto was Shimabara, Osaka was Shim, Shinmachi. So yeah, Yoshiwara was only Tokyo. I thought it was the same name. So see, I'm not knowledgeable about the red light district. How dare you? <laughs> My sincere apologies for uh, the implications of the red light <laughs> district, even though I didn't know I was doing that. I'm sorry, but okay, back to what was I talking about? So now we have an adrift Ichio who broke off the working relationship she had and needed some assistance to publish some things. Well, luckily she was able to get some assistance from her friend Miyake Koho. This friend helped her publish her works as well as eventually help publish her works in the literary monthly Mungaki. Now she was getting a lot of attention for her writing. Many young writers, especially young male writers, would become to come to her and seek her for admiration and advice but her writing wasn't oh, bringing oh that's a bit like last week one of the women we talked about she was admired and people came to her for her literary advice as well which is interesting because you've said before like women weren't supposed to have this kind of strength i suppose mm -hmm. but like, it was frowned upon but men were still happy to go and get the advice from them it's interesting that interesting isn't it just hmm i feel like that's a that's a whole that's a topic i really want to research more into so her writing wasn't bringing in enough money to support her family so even though she was being sought after the money wasn't coming in so the family decided to move and they moved closer to the red light district of yoshiwara and her family opened up a small shop selling cheap candy and odds and ends. And the shop was very popular. And even though the shop was very popular, it was not doing so well. Eventually competition opened up basically across the street. And so the shop was closed and the family had to move again. Ichio and her family really struggled to make ends meet. But it was around this time that she wrote one of her most famous works, which is Takekurabe. And the money started to come in. So she was getting paid. She was getting recognized. This is her, her most 
famous work, I believe. It's the was it pinnacle or the peak of her her writing. But here's where I'm I'm gonna kind of get a little sad in that she died November twenty third, eighteen ninety six, and she also died from tuberculosis. So right when she was starting to get really known, get really getting her writing skill honed and getting income from that, that's she had to retire from writing and then she died. And she was only 24. So in her really Ooh. short, yeah, like only 24. And she had to stop writing a few months before her death as well because she had lost so much strength. And she only wrote for about four years. But her works are considered to be a treasured part of the work from the Meiji era. She wrote over 20 short stories and somewhere around 4,000 poems. She now, also... You have to admit that that is still very impressive over only a four-year period. She found her inspiration and she went for it. I mean, she was educated, like a classical literature education, so she probably started the poems when she was around was around 14 i think she was enrolled in the the literature school so like that's what 10 years less than 10 years so she'd probably been writing the poems for much longer than she started writing the novels because she decided to write the novels as a way to make money but she had been writing the poetry she also kept the diary which i, I think i mentioned a few times and i want to read it i'm on the hunt for it it said that her diary is considered to be as impressive or even more so than her than her writing she wrote mm, she started writing it i think in her teens she stopped and then resumed it around the time she wanted to start writing novels and then she kept it up until right before a little bit before her death before her death around a few months before this is where i'm going to stop for right now because the next time we visit itchio I'm hoping that the two of us are going to be able to read one of her works and then talk about the time in her life when she wrote it, as well as hopefully be able to read some passages from the book. That would be very nice. I mean, de definitely. I mean, she has so many things published and I suppose in a way, like you said, we said this is more of an introduction to her life, but then also her life was so short. Mm. Yeah, I, I wonder if she had continued writing like what she would have written. And she died in 1986. 1896. Thank God I wrote it right in the notes. The notes are fine. My brain's not. You, you, you wonder what she would have written, especially if she would have seen like, you know, World War One, and yeah, she, she possibly could have, if she had lived long enough, she would have possibly also seen World War Two. What would her writing have been influenced by that time, especially seeing what the women went through at that time period, because so many men had left and so many women were doing like so many jobs around that time. I would have loved to have seen her perspective on the lives of women and children around that time. I think she would have wrote something very, I don't even know what word I could use, but I feel that it would have been something quite powerful. If she is seen as one of the best writers and a treasure from that period, then obviously what she was writing was seen as powerful and touching. So if she applied that same aspect to what happened during the war, that would have been a very impressive piece of work. But I definitely found this introduction interesting. Like I said, I didn't know anything about her. I knew she was known for her stories mm. and like, well, you've read one of her poems before. So I knew she was a poet, but I didn't realize the sheer amount of poems she wrote and 
20 short stories is a very impressive amount but I feel that if you told someone oh I've wrote 20 short stories they would assume a much longer time period than just mm. you managed to complete all of that work in four years. Well it's interesting that you mentioned that you didn't know much about her. I I talked to the professor and he did not know a lot about her either which was interesting generally when i have any literature questions i go to him and say hey what can you tell me about this person and he's like oh i don't know much is he more well, the professor he knows more about literary figures further back in japanese history as opposed to the modern day he has a good smattering of both but this is hmm. this is one that he was not he, he didn't have much knowledge about her so it's interesting hmm. well i have to thank you for today the episode was good i enjoyed it oh, i didn't expect the curveball of her dying so young i was genuinely shocked and you know when i was trying to, to wrap up the end of her story essentially she got to the point where she said, oh making money writing well and then she died so it's very much like a build up build up oh she's making oh it's it's very like a, it's almost like a drop even when i was doing the mm. research it's just kind of everything just kind of just ended so abruptly what which... happened to her family afterwards then if she was bringing in all the money finally for them that's a really good question i don't know i don't mm. saw that i didn't see that and i didn't think about <clears throat> i'd probably have to look that up separately for my research because it's not in it's not in what i saw so i'm hoping that she was i'm gonna guess she's pretty intelligent person that she tried to set up some sort of system for her her mother and sister to be able to live at this time she'd probably made enough contacts with you know the literary world and hopefully she invested some money i'm not sure but but i'm assuming she would have done the best she could to prepare them and honestly if she contracted tuberculosis it honestly would not surprise me if something similar happened to her mom and her sister it is very infectious i'm, I'm really glad that you enjoyed i enjoyed researching and i that's why I kept like saying, "Oh, I'm I'm not quite ready." There's so many other things I wanted to read and, and to look about her, to look up about her, and you know, I, I I stopped when I did because you were like, "It's okay," and I'm like, "Okay, okay, I'll put it down." I mean, it's it's really fascinating, and I'm really looking forward to reading. I read the synopsis of her works, but there was there was too many. I couldn't. I would not like you said. It would have been about three hours <laughs> to include like information. Plus, I didn't have time to read all those stories. The synopsis themselves, if you get a chance to go and look at that article, it's really worth looking into because you can get an idea of the stories and what she wrote about. So I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed. I, I enjoyed it too. We always do a poem or something for Heather's Corner. And obviously that is my corner today. So I would like to read the poem that we did for her once before because surprisingly enough, it's hard to find a poem by her online. To say that she had 4,000 of them, I, I found none. I want to reread the one we've done for her before, hopefully when Heather gets one of her short stories or the diary, we'll get a chance to read more of her poems. 
But until then, I'm going to reread what we did before. And I actually do think that there is something in there we could discuss now. We talked about her life a little bit. Kasuga no ni. Moe deru haru no. Wakakusa no. Hayaku mo. Hito o. Miso metsuru kana. And the English for this one was Ah, how swiftly the spring grasses have come out on Kasuga Moor. As swiftly as I have come to take notice of you. Quick side note, if uh, anyone picks up a small voice in the background, uh, the professor and the professor in training have returned from their walk. So it's interesting to listen to this poem now after hearing about her life. And I don't know when she wrote this poem. I don't know if it was before she met uh, Tosu or if it was after. That's kind of what I thought from the poem. Like it, it made me instantly think of him and maybe mm. she wrote it a- about him. Mm. Um, but of course she could have wrote it about anyone that she came across. But because we see him as being so important, mm-hmm. it feels like it could be about him. Agreed. I, It's so interesting to revisit this one. I, I don't recall it so well. was very excited to get a little bit of information about her because we had we were going to go talk about the currency, but we didn't finish her in the series. Yeah, it has more it has more feeling now that we're, we're reading it after talking about her. For sure, it definitely has more. And that's why I like revisiting poems that we've done before. Like when I did the bonus episode called Momiji Meat and we redid a poem because we got more cultural historical information so we could interpret it better. And now that we have the bit of history we have about her life, we can see more meaning to it as opposed to us trying to make assumptions based off knowing nothing. Because I know I've I was talking to an old friend once a long time ago when we first started our show and we were talking about poetry, the po- your poetry section and us interpreting them. And she was talking about she once had a friend who was reading a Japanese poem and she was interpreting it saying like, oh, this is a poem about God. And of course it wasn't because this mm. woman didn't know much about Japanese history, but she was Christian. So she interpreted this as a poem about God, a Christian God, and didn't factor in any Japanese cultural aspect because she didn't have any to base it off. Oh, that's fascinating. Mm. Oh, good point. Yes, as we learn more, we encounter more things. Our interpretations and our knowledge do do change. So I'm I'm mm. oh now I kind of want to revisit a poem from the very, very, very beginning and listen to what we said about it and then with what we know now to see if we have any different perspective on it. Mm, That would be interesting for sure. But that was my poem for today. Glad we revisited the poem and I'm glad we Mm. finally talked about her a little bit. I'm excited once we have her diary to see what further things we can learn about her. So yeah, thank you so much for today. I enjoyed it. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. I, I enjoyed the poem and the revisiting and the research for this was really great. So thank you so much. That is everything I suppose for this week. I very much would like to do a bonus as well this week, Heather, about some fisherwomen. That would be Oh, this one I want to do so bad. Yes. But then following on from that, I am going to be doing a tale of a geisha. Oh, okay. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And it's the first time we've we've talked about geisha, I believe, too. 
this will be our first delve into geisha i'm i'm not sure how much we will go into the geisha teachings and things like that i feel that that is something in itself so i want to talk about her life and the things she mm. didn't experience as a geisha but the art of the geisha is something mm. we will cover at a later date for sure that sounds phenomenal i'm like i'm really looking forward to that so until next week guys Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Until then, everyone, uh, that's everything from me. Matane. Minasan, kyotsukete, matane.